You know, I'm an Aboriginal person, I'm not in Yeti, so it's an opportunity for me to give back to community, but also learn more about myself and my identity as an Aboriginal person. And so when you get to go to work every day and you're working with community and you can see what students are getting out of the program, it's absolutely incredible. Teach. Hello and welcome back to Teach, a podcast about teaching and learning in South Australia. I'm Dale Atkinson from South Australia's Department for Education. And I'm Anique Miller, primary school teacher at Westport Primary. Today we're going to learn how Aboriginal students are fulfilling their potential in high school and beyond through a range of opportunities offered by the South Australian Aboriginal Secondary Training Academy, or SASTA. You may have heard of SASTA before. It provides Aboriginal high school students with a unique sporting and educational program. Fresh off their Santos Aboriginal Power Cup win, we've headed north to Para Hills High School, which is on Ghana land. We pay respects to elders past and present. Just last month, Para Hills High School made a clean sweep at the Power Cup. Both their girls and boys football teams won. SASTA students secured the Curriculum Excellence Award and one of their academy students, Tamron Walker, won the award for Best Guernsey Design. And it's a beauty. Uh, so there's lots to celebrate. Uh, with us today is Tara Badarik, the Academy Specialist Academies Coordinator and Nick Drury, SASTA's School Operations and Vet Coordinator. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi. What is SASTA? SASTA is a senior secondary program. So it's a safe-based curriculum generally where students in 10 to 12 participate in what we call academies, uh, hosted in schools around South Australia. It's a culture-based education program. So we use sport and health and all kinds of other things from around community to engage the students. But at the core of it, it's a safe curriculum that gets students learning about their cultural identity. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, I think like from outside of uh, the system, the thing that's really visible is like the football team, the netball team and the, the Power Cup. But there's so much depth to it as a program. Can you sort of go through how the two elements of those sort of the sporting and the academic interact? I guess we sort of touched on it before in the introduction that anything we do, such as the Aboriginal Power Cup, Santos Aboriginal Power Cup that we recently did, it's really grounded in the education component first. So students do weekly curriculum in their line structures or come to an academy to do the program. And that's an Aboriginal studies curriculum or an integrated learning curriculum. So again, SACE grounded. The students need to complete certain tasks in the build-up to a visit from Port Adelaide Football Club or in the build-up to a carnival. So it's really that reward-based program where we're going to ask you to put a little bit of effort in in the classroom and the reward is the sporting component or those, those really fun things that we get to see. Try and make it fun in the classroom too, but you know, generally that's the reward at the end of the day is that if we do all of the appropriate things, get our attendance up, get the work done in the classroom, then we're going to reward you with really cool experiences like the football carnival. Mm. I was wondering how many schools are involved in SASTA? Um, so we have uh, over 60 schools that are involved. Um, I guess we should talk about how SASTA is actually made up and what our programs are. So the school-based academy here at Parahill fits into one of the programs that we have, and that's our, our school-based academies, of which we have 22 across the state. So the APY lands have their own programs, but otherwise students across all the other areas of South Australia can access uh, one of the 22 school-based academies that we have. And that's where our uh, SASTA head office staff provide curriculum support to schools to actually implement the program with their own staff and students. Some of those academies um, have students who 
actually come from schools in neighbouring areas so that they can access the program. And then we have our specialist academies. So we run six specialist academies at the moment where we deliver the programs and students apply and attend um, the out-of-school programs one day a week for the entire year. Again, that's targeted towards students in years 10, 11 and 12. Um, Five of them are sports-based, so netball, basketball, soccer, men's and women's AFL. And when we have um, STEM Academy, which is obviously looking at science, technology, engineering and maths. And it's a combination, again, of education and then the engagement with sports or, or the science component. So it's really, I mean, it pointed toward helping kids complete their high school education and attain that SACE, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's that very fine balance between curriculum, um, SACE or VET subjects, and engagement to, you know, support people to, our young people to connect with culture, but also, you know, be really successful in their education and, and SACE completion. The VET aspect's really interesting, and you sort of touched on this before we, we started the interview about some of the partnerships that have been formed with businesses outside of uh, outside of school. So I guess, like, the VET Pathways is, is really really key for a lot of these kids in terms of being able to see what the opportunities are that exist beyond schooling. Yeah, definitely. So that's been a real growth process for us as well. So we started out in the vet space really just doing the sport and recreation, which was a fantastic tool to engage, but also teach some of those employability skills, transferable skills that can go across a lot of different sectors. Then that sort of moved on to us then identifying that students wanted to look into those different pathways more and more. So diversifying our vet certificates to offer things like hospitality, construction, community services, maritime. So like really trying to diversify to make it more of an individual choice as to what you want to do. And then that's with the department's new policy that's sort of being implemented ready for next year. That's been another level of growth for our program to move towards to create what we've called the ACE program, Aboriginal Career Exploration. And that's really around starting at a year 10 level at getting students to understand what it is to be in the workplace. So employability skills, working really closely with the Workabout team to try and embed some of that learning at an earlier age bracket, but also giving the kids a chance to work through some industry uh, engagement activities so they understand what it's like to be in different workplaces and start the conversations about where they want to go. What's the response been like from from businesses out, you know, out in the public? Oh, fantastic. People are jumping on board left, right and centre. Mm. So, I mean, it's a, it's a building industry that people want diversity in the workplace and they're seeing not just that it's a ticker box anymore, that there's real value in having diversity in your workplace. And I think we're sort of at the real ground roots of that where because we've got an access to such a, you know, a variety of kids across the state, people are coming to us to say, well, how can we connect in so that we can really start that learning early, but then embed some young people into our businesses and our operations that are going to stay with us for a long time. That's really encouraging. Tara, you sort of touched on this a little bit earlier about the diversity of opportunities across the entire state. Can you just talk a little bit more about the support for rural and uh, remote students through the VET Pathways? I feel like one of the the key components of the program is connecting with the community that the students are living in. So it's not just our amazing teachers within the schools that are pivotal to the program's success. Um, It's about connecting with community organisations that are specific to where the young people are living, but also, you know, the roles that Aboriginal people within the school, like our Assettos, play in, you know, connecting school life with home life and community life and um, really having that really holistic approach to making everything successful. And how does the Aboriginal Studies module fit into that? In the school-based academies, if we look at that specifically, that's really the core subject that the students are doing. They will come in and there's four tasks that are part of a SACE subject at a stage one level. So the students will essentially do three before the Power Cup and then one of them will be based on some of the activities they do there and come back to participate 
back in their school. But all of those tasks are really wrapped around learning about Aboriginal history and learning, I guess, because we've got an all-Aboriginal cohort, we get that real ability to learn a little bit more about culture and identity as well. Bringing in Aboriginal people to deliver is really central to that approach. So if the school don't have an Aboriginal teacher like Atara that, you know, we can just place out the front straight away, then they need to go out and they need to engage with the community, engage with their Aseto and bring people in who have that relevant knowledge and get them to be delivering and co-delivering in the classroom so that the students are learning about that sort of true history stuff, what their place in the community is and what positive role models have gone before them and use that moving forward. So that's really the core of the Aboriginal Studies topic. And it's such a complete kind of package of, of educational options really, isn't it? Like regardless of where the kids are or like how engaged they are in various different parts of learning or what their interests lie, there's something that can really capture them. Yeah, I think when you see the students engaging in the program and they're in a room full of peers um, who all have, you know, similar interests and experiences with education. It's really, really heartwarming to see students actually wanting to be engaged. And, and you talk to primary school students and they, they know the SASTA program and they aspire to be involved because they know that they can go into a program and experience success and just feel super connected to community and I guess the educational process. Is that something you've experienced, Monique, with, with kids at your primary school? Oh, absolutely. Always looking for more opportunities and ways to connect with their culture. Yeah, so, so important. I was wanting to know a little bit more about uh, the benefits of events like Power Cup, which bring remote, rural and metro students together. And how does that benefit with peer-to-peer -peer learning? It's really a community event at the end of the day. Like the curriculum is obviously in the classroom and that's that real specific one-on-one -on -one sort of learning that they're going to do in the classroom with their peer group. And like Tara touched on before, you've got cluster academy. So you've got eight or nine schools coming together one day a week. So that's that sort of first touch point where they come together. And then from there, when an academy comes together with another 450 kids from completely across the state, that opportunity to come together and I guess celebrate culture, celebrate their achievements. And then football is just that, that real vessel that across you know, a lot of our communities in Australia that everybody's really heavily involved in. So it's just a really nice, fun way to wrap it all together and get those experiences where they get to sort of talk about what they've been doing in their own schools and put it on show in front of everyone else. So it's really important as that sort of hook to, you know, keep doing the work in the classroom and then that's the really fun, engaging community experience that you're going to get to bring at the end of it. Mm. I think because their involvement in the SESTA um, Power Cup is not granted or, or given automatically, they have to earn their spot through um, their attendance, engagement and work completion throughout the semester in the lead up. So when they earn their spot and they know that they're actually going to be playing in the team, they're super excited and it really is a whole community event where families come along and the community organisations find you know a way to link with students while they're there as well. 500 students and, and all family members coming out to, to celebrate and to support, it really is super amazing. Yeah, it sounds like an incredible event. And we're going to ask you about your highlights. And I think there are a couple of very obvious ones. For both of you, what are the highlights for you over the last 12 months? What are the things that you really enjoyed about the, the program and being teachers? So for me, it's more specifically with the, the specialist academies or, or being involved in an in Aboriginal organisation or an Aboriginal program. Because when I grew up, I grew up in a, in a community that was quite isolated and we didn't have many opportunities to connect with culture. And so I grew up doing Aboriginal studies via open access as 
a year 12 student. And so then when I went on to become a teacher, I have specifically worked in Aboriginal schools because, you know, I'm an Aboriginal person, I'm not in Yeti, so it's an opportunity for me to give back to community, but also learn more about myself and my identity as an Aboriginal person. And so when you get to go to work every day and you're working with community and you can see what students are getting out of the program, it's absolutely incredible because I know myself as a student, I didn't have that opportunity um, and I really, really believe and we have the data to, to go along with it that the outcomes for our students are you know, so much higher because of their involvement in these programs. They're going on to aspire to higher education and, and transition to university and TAFE studies or employment and we're you know, slowly working away at increasing the outcomes overall for our young people, which is incredibly exciting. Geez, how do you go after that? Um, <laughs> So I guess for me, I've been in the program for a really long time, so I've seen a lot of the change points in the program and one that I'm really proud to have been a part of in the last six months is the, the ACE program that we spoke about before. I think it's it's really getting us to a point where we're making it student-centred. It's really around what's your pathway, what do you want? So you might experience 15 workshops in you know all these different industry areas that are the most boring things you've ever done, but when you walk into that one workshop for an hour or two and you're just engaged from the minute you're in there and this is just me and you see the eyes light up and the kids come away and have those anecdotal conversations, that's just so powerful for me to, to have those chats and see the looks on their faces when they say like, I never even thought this was a job. I didn't know you could do that. And now this is, I'm desperate. I want to do this. Tell me more. Give me more. Like, that's my highlights is when you see the looks on the kid's face for that, you know you're getting it right and that we're helping them get what they want. That's so wonderful. It sounds like they're in good hands and they're getting the best experience and they have got the connections with their community. And yeah, it's really, really wonderful to yeah, see what's happening here. So awesome to hear. So Tara, uh, Nick, thank you very much for your time. Thanks you're a welcome. lot. And here we have uh, Timothy, a senior student from Para Hills High. Tim, can you tell us a little bit about what you do with SASTA? Uh, yeah, sure. We're pretty much like given a wide variety of like assignments and stuff. But personally, um, one of the assignments that we've done was a Indigenous health issue where we have to research it and um, respond to it. And so myself, I did like a podcast and a petition and also had the opportunity to speak to Stephen Marshall himself. Is that an award event, a multicultural award? So um. I went out and spoke to him and got some information from him. That's kind of like an example of how we go and engage with the community and connect with other people and um, kind of step out of our comfort zones a bit. I saw the photograph of you with, uh, with the Premier um, oh, yeah. and, and a little bit of the background on that. So the health project that you were looking at there is essentially around um, the lack of dialysis machines in yep. uh, AP Wirelands, is that right? Yep, yep yeah. that was it, yeah. And so um, what, were the, what were the findings of your studies? So I found there was a bit of work being done about Cooper PD. There was about, I could be wrong on this, last time I checked it was like uh, $5,000 or something being raised. There probably could be more, but um, there is still quite a bit of um, lack in other areas, such as uh, like Lee Creek and other rural areas. Yeah, so it's a kind of combination for you. So you just sort of touched a bit earlier on the fact that you're an international gridiron team. So obviously that's one element of um, the work you're doing alongside your studies. Can you talk a little bit about the, the sports element of what, uh, what you're in, involved in? So I do find that Sasa, I did play basketball for a little bit as well. So I did, um, I was a part of the Specialist Academy for basketball. That was a very good experience as well. They provided these pathways where students could choose from. So like sports, uh, recreation. I'm really grateful that they provide all these opportunities for us to choose from. And then you choose it I and mean, they kind of tailor to what your interests are and how you want to learn. And so you're looking at uh, potentially sort of health sciences yourself because you're uh, in year 12 this year? Yep, yeah. A bit of uh, health sciences and sports. 
they've been really good at putting me in uh, contact with people that can help me out with that. A great example was Gangagathing or Wurziolu at University of Adelaide. They've helped get me in contact with one of those guys. How long have you been part of SASTA? So I've been a part of SASTA from year 10 until now. I do believe they're starting to implement a program called SASTA Connect. It's a, more of an entry into SASTA. So you can get those kids from younger years kind of getting ready to get in. Mm. How have you found your experience overall? Overall, I found my experience really well. Really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to miss it for when I leave. Like reflecting on it, I'm really grateful for having all these opportunities to connect with my culture as well as to be surrounded by um, other Indigenous kids and people that share the same culture with me. It's really empowering and really motivates me kind of to, you know, like learn more and connect more with the students and as well as like Power Cup itself. It's like really great to see that many other students in the same position as you to come together and play the sport. And it's just really empowering, you know, so. So what would your message be to, um, you know, other kids, 12, 13, 14? Looking to join SASTA or? Um, yeah. I'd definitely advocate for them to join SASTA and give it a shot. It's really fun. You learn not only about yourself, but more about your community, other communities, how to really put yourself out there and apply for jobs, just being more sociable as well. It's really good. What do you love about your school and SASTA? I really love that my school is like really cooperative with SASTA. They understand that I'm going to be gone one day a week. They kind of tailor my not only education at school, but they take into account that I have other work from SASTA and they're really like easy to blend the two together. So like equal efforts on both sides. So Yeah, it seems like, you know, SASTA is there to support your learning. So therefore mm. for them to be accommodating is super important. Thanks very much for your time, Tim. Yeah, and appreciate okay. you coming in. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe to Teach on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review. Uh, You can also head to our website at education.sa.gov.au forward slash teach where you'll find our show notes. Catch you next time on Teach. See ya.